Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour two of Fantasy Sports today is here. It's time to dive into some buy low candidates in fantasy football. Also, our Thursday night props preview is upon us as well. Fantasy Sports Today, Hour 2 starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. Toward the end zone, it is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Fires up the middle. Pass is caught by Owens. Owens made the catch. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Miss, Joe Pizzapia with you here. Stay tuned all day long with our content on FNTSY Radio. We got Sean Guastamacchia's show on TV, 4 o'clock Eastern. Check it out on Zubo TV at the betting window. Joe, this weekend, are you locked and loaded? Are you ready for your, your weekend over at the FanDuel Casino over at the Meadowlands? You get ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, Sportsbook's going to be rocking, baby. Me and Mike Blewett doing the DFS show at 8 and then 9. Roto Experts in the morning with me at the desk at the Ego Trip all by myself, but uh, I am joined by Davis Maddock uh, for the Fantasy Roundtable and, of course, Jim Day, my remote co-host. So uh, good stuff there. Get you ready. Two hours, you get up, you have your coffee, you get ready, you set your lineups. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, another football weekend is here for sure. I got Florida-Auburn on my sites on Saturday. That's going to be fun. What time is that game, by the way? 3.30. 3.30 game, okay. Yeah, the SEC usually takes those those, uh, main games at 3.30, although Alabama-LSU could end up being a night game. We'll see this year. I'm not sure what time they'll they'll start that game. But uh, what's interesting, I think, to start off with before we get to some buy lows here, Joe, is that the NHL season kicked off last night. The NBA season is less than a month away. And uh, I've never played in an NHL fantasy league. I used to play in NBA fantasy leagues until it got so nuts that uh, there was like built-in rest for a lot of the players, and I just simply couldn't keep up, so I, I dumped that. But are you still a player at all in in those two formats? And is there a preferred format for people who are considering getting into that? I got roped into an NHL fantasy league once a couple years ago, and I had a blast. And I basically just applied the relative position value theory to the the system. And knowing I, again, I love hockey. You give me a hockey ticket right now, I'm there tonight. What time's the game? I love it. One probably the most fun contest to go to in sports, but. It's it, having a, a limited knowledge at best of the league. I was able to be competitive. I think I finished in the top four of the 12. I think I was in there. I didn't win. That's for sure. But I, I definitely finished in that in that group. I actually think I won money in it. And the basketball, for the first time I did it last year, I had a, a cram session with my buddy Scott Bogman from in this league, who's Mr. Basketball. And that helped quite a bit. And I went out there. and I was very competitive in that. Won my money back. Made the playoffs. Didn't win any money, but made my money back at least. So that was fun. Um, you're right. NBA gets real tough because of all this, the up-to-the-minute sits and all those things like that. So that's kind of tough. It's why I think even in the DFS world, a lot of people got frustrated. And if you're not willing to pay attention all the way up until lineup lock, it's a it's a tough thing to get involved in. So you've really got to be locked in there. It, I'll tell you what, I would, like to, I would like to do it again. I think it's fun. I think it's good to expose yourself to different sports and sure. you know the excitement of that. But do you have any interest in doing any other not really, non-football no, baseball? No, no, no not, not really. And with the NBA, at the very least, they, they announced that the uh, they're going to announce when players are out, I think now 60 minutes before the game as opposed to 30. So that'll give folks That's much a little better. bit more of a heads up. But uh, no, I, I used to 
really be into fantasy basketball many years ago. And mm-hmm. we're talking, we're going uh, way far back. But I just can't have the overlap with so many of these different leagues going. Well, that's what's hard. Yeah, I just can't do it. Like my baseball teams take a hit in September every year, and I have yet to figure out that dynamic as to as to how to really manage football and baseball in September. It's, it's, do you notice so that hard. a lot of those touts who win those leagues kind of take advantage of that, and they're also the touts that don't cover a second sport? It could be, I've, man. I've noticed it, it that. I honestly, I that's I've the way that I should go about this. Maybe that's the way I should. Now, in the baseball leagues that I've played in. This this past year, the I don't know how you would rank importance to me. It's putting money in. But let's just go with the non-money leagues. Uh, the Great Fantasy Invitational, which was 15 teams in the league. I finished the middle of the pack. It was not a good league. It was not a good year. Tout Wars. I had the best. I had Jack Flaherty, Jacob DeGrom, Ronald Acuna, and I still ended up finishing eighth out of 12. So a brutal year for me there, too. Um, the previous show that I hosted, we did a show league with me, my former co-host, uh, my producers and all the listeners of the league. And it was a head to head. And I won that league. And then the money league that I do, I do an NL only money league over on ESPN. It's a few hundred bucks and I finished second in that league. So I doubled my money. <laughs> so, so overall I made money, but I mean, like I didn't win any, I, I, the one league was free, big deal. So uh, amongst people who were listening to my show, mm-hmm. I won. Like, what does that really amount to? To me, not much. So I'm um, in the four or five leagues that, oh, and then the host, the old host league that I was in, I finished in last place. I just punted on that league. Just bad. So I did not have a great year, but also uh, when it came to September, we got to like the second week, Joe, in September. I looked at my teams. I'm like, man, if I don't start paying closer attention to this, I'm going to start dropping. I noticed in my home league, the NL league, I had no shot to win. But I had a chance to finish third if I didn't pay attention. And, and I, it was getting really close. And I'm like, wait a second here. What am I doing? <laughs> I got to start yeah. paying attention to this or I'm going to fall. And my start started going down. My innings started going down. The counting stats started going down. And, and it was a little bit of a failure. So to me, well, to add my league in September tough. one for this reason, that's that's part of it, too, is because I know. Well, yeah. And, you know. and by the way, a head to head league, I don't it was set up at the beginning and I didn't take a close look at it. We went right to the wire. We went right down Ugh, to last week. Brutal. That is terrible. That was just you don't horrible, want championships to be decide, decided that it's just like it's like playing week. I feel like September it is it is, is like 17. week 17 championships. Like you're just asking for trouble. All these weird variables with injuries and other stuff. It all creeps up. It's it's not a good look at all. And, and your league September 1st. Everybody's happy. Everyone else who plays football, but I'm telling you, I look at the industry leagues in the last couple of years, especially, and I feel like the people who have won the tout war stuff are standalone baseball people who have nothing else to do except every day look for the guy on the waiver wire is going to get them two steals on Thursday, and that's that's tough. It's and very I, difficult for it, someone it, like me. Li- listening to the show, it would be hard to believe. And and look, I think that it goes without saying that now that you you're hosting with me, you could see that. And I'm not patting myself on the back at all with this, but you can see that obviously, you. you see that I have extreme football knowledge when it comes to doing this. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I'm not a rookie. I know what's going on here in all of the leagues and all of the teams. No, you're not just a, you're not just a I'm not just I'm not just hosting and throwing it over to you. But that being said, I will say that for the first time this year, I have thought about what you just said. I've never thought about it before in my entire life. But this was the first year that I thought, you know, you know, maybe I should just do one sport, you know, like I, I no, no, I, thought, I thought about it. I not did. if you want to last as a professional in this business anymore. Yeah, but the football is, but I feel like with gambling, more... I could just go that route and just sail into the sunset. <laughs> no, no, with, like, football is more than all those other sports combined. I understand and, that, but it's and so I can good. tell you from a book sale standpoint, I don't know what the listener standpoint here is in the show, but I'm not saying it's look, it's, it's a marked difference. And, and I don't, and plus I don't think football is that hard to, like you said, Get in a couple weeks before prep and what's going on and go draft and and then enjoy the season. And it's a lot less 
of a grind than the baseball season. So I don't think it's I don't think you should abandon it. And I don't think I don't think the, it's not about abandoning it. It's just that I think that I I take I've taken on too much. I think that's the point with football. I think I've I've taken on too many. Leads well, that's that why I'm here to relieve hurt. the burden from you of that a little bit. See. Just a little. You can still be smart about it, but look, I'm here to. Look, you I'm know that I've enjoyed. You know that I've enjoyed the guillotine league. We've talked about it a lot. Okay. Yeah. But 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 I'm playing in this contract league. I'm playing in my home league. I'm playing in this other league. It's just it's just there's so many different leagues that I'm in that it's that uh, I I'm a professional. But I'm also a professional dad like you. Like I have like so many other yeah. things going on. I have live streams on Wager Alarm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, doing influencer stuff, doing gambling stuff. It's Listen, just, I'm not complaining. I'm living a charm working for a living. Exactly. I'm not complaining. It's a charmed life. But if I could even make no, it but better, you want to be good not? at stuff. I feel like you're like, yes, hey, you, you I don't, don't like to, to you don't and like I, to and I am not. It, it, it is hurt. It has hurt me. You're now, not sucking in the yeah. guillotine league. Maybe, maybe, nah, maybe, nah, maybe. Nah, I'm not. Well, here's an idea. Throw us out there. Maybe don't take the approach of cramming at the end like you say that doesn't oh matter. It doesn't no, matter. no maybe it does matter a little no, bit. that's a waste that's a that's a, you, you you lost me. knowledge of the pool is never you had waste. me at hello you lost me with that one <laughs> does <laughs> not matter way, all, any any cramming drop, i would have done what 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 would have what would i have gotten to it you you've, you've i think a little I've, bit deeper knowledge of some of the th- you would have had daniel jones on your that's the only, yeah, you bring that, that i was gonna bring that up too and that's the only thing well Nothing that's the first thing that pops in my head but no i i mean i can't go i would have had daniel jones along with eli manning that's it. That's the only thing that would have been different. But I did bid on Daniel Jones in that stupid league. I did. I just didn't bid high enough. That was no. You league. would have drafted him if you were, if I was in. No, it was an auction, Joe. It was an auction. Yeah, and I auctioned. I bid on Daniel Jones. I did not get him. Yeah, but you That's would have if I was running that auction with you. You would. I tried. Maybe I didn't get maybe, him. You know what? Maybe maybe it's time for you to to do a team effort. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe you is. need somebody to take the burden off you. Again, I help me help you. Help me. All right. Help you. We, we have to take a break. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today. We got Thursday night props. Don't go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Sports today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish, Joe Pizzapia. One of the favorite things that I like about Thursday Night Football is that it is a standalone game. And before we get into these props, Joe. Uh, okay, so this is this is a game that I've gone back and forth and back and forth. I would love you to win one of these games on Thursday night, by the way, with a pick. It would be nice eventually, Joe, to hit one of these. So wh- why don't you go ahead? I'll give you another crack at it this week. Okay, I'm not saying that your weekend games have been bad at all, but your but your your Thursday night no, games have not gone well. No, so so can we gone pretty well? Okay, but Thursday night has not. 
So can we please can we please get a good uh, pick from you here on Thursday night? It is the Rams and the Seahawks. I think your Monday nights have been good too, honestly. Yeah, but th- but yeah. Thursday night has I not been Thursday night. Anything can happen Thursday. Hold on, wait. Before we do the segment, let me pull myself from under the bus you just drove over. Well, look, we we call it how it is here. On <laughs> yeah, but <Okay>. man, <laughs> well, listen, listen. I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't think you've won a game yet. So so come on. So let's <laughs> let's let's get let's give people a reason to love you on Thursdays here. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, yeah, sure. Rams and Seahawks. I, I I don't remember what you picked yesterday, but we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. I don't think I did pick it yesterday. I don't think you did. You can also pass if you feel like you're talking you about was pass. the wrong team favored. That's yes. what we talked. About. Yes. If, if you want to pass, you can pass. I am also like last week going to pass on the side and I'm going to pick the under in tonight's game at 49 and a half. Uh, but you, you feel free to pick a side if you want in this one. I think to me, this is this is the toughest uh, game so far to pick on the Thursday night slate. <laughs> right. I, 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 the way and the I, one you're calling me out on, on top of it. So well, you don't have to pick it. You could pass. No, could no, pass. screw that. Now, what am I? Some kind of pansy who's not going to pick no, it. No, it's now, not a pansy. That, that's me? about being a professional wager is being able to pass. That's, that's, that's what this is about. But you, I can't pass for the sake of the entertainment value of this show. Oh, well, yes, you can. You can no, say, I listen, can't. Craig, I no. really don't like the side or the total in this one, but I will tell you, I really love it. I don't, it. but now I have, now it's a principle and now I have to pick it. Be- and because well, it's not like I can't get worse. What, what, what you're going to make. Ah, that's more a fair point. Thursday? That's a Come fair on. Point. Who cares? That's a, that's a fair point. That is, I can a fair take point. it. All it's right. Tough. So here's my view on the game. Mm-hmm. My heart says, take the Rams. Because they're the better team. Uh, I love taking teams in the NFL coming off disasters. I love it. It's the biggest overreaction in all of professional sports. A team like Cleveland two weeks ago looks awful. They destroy the Baltimore Ravens. I love picks like that. I love taking teams. I'll tell you another one this week. Like I did last week with Cleveland. The Cowboys. Oh, they're 100%. bad. I'm with you 100% on that. Oh, my gosh. It looks so bad against the Saints. The Cowboys will probably crush the pack. going to go over, though. Don't you think that's one of those games? Is uh, go I haven't looked at the total in that one. but I, I know Adams like, is out, but I, I don't care what the total is. It's going to go over. <laughs> I do like Dallas in that game. But this week, so my heart says the Rams. Every stat, every prediction says to take Seattle, though. The Thursday night games are always the in general the home team is winning and the home team is covering i have to pass on this game other than thinking that the game is going to go under joe so feel free to make a pick on this and then i want to get into some of the props i'm gonna go with your heart and i'm gonna go with the rams because i do think there's an overcorrection there i think mcveigh is a hell of a football coach he's gonna figure it out and maybe this was the best thing in retrospect to happen to them maybe they go back and analyze it and maybe the short week is exactly what they need but they can't dwell on the failure and have to get right back to work. And I think they're going to come out with a W. And part of the reason is because Seattle is not a very good football team either. Okay. They lost at home to new Orleans. They nearly lost at home to Cincinnati and they beat Pittsburgh without Roethlisberger and they beat the Arizona Cardinals. So I am color me unimpressed with Seattle so far. They are a team that has a lot to prove. Yes. Statistically speaking, they should win. But I do believe in your heart, Craig Mish. So I think the Rams come out All with right. a W. There, there you go. go. So clip it, Sean. Clip it so that uh, <laughs> I can uh, we get this one. 
Yeah, okay. I'm gonna wear that as like a shield as the bus go rolls hey, over. Listen, this could be this could be the one that you okay. win. Right. If, if you win, right. I, I will be I will be the first one on the show tomorrow to let everybody know. Yeah, well, it's oh. uh, convenient. I was gonna say convenient that I'm not on that. Show. It, it has, <laughs> for, for you, it has been very convenient that you haven't been here on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Pick this. See, see you later. I'll see you on Monday, kids. Well, Joe's not here today, coincidentally. <laughs> uh, Packers. Do you, do, uh, that? do you bash me on Friday when I'm not here? That's adorable. No, That's I don't like, do that. I don't. Right. Well, Joe said, take the Packers. Eagles. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he was no, here to defend himself. But he's we're a not going to do that. We're not going to do All that. Right. And definitely not on these props because this is just flipping coins here a lot of the time. But we like the analysis, so let's go with it. It's uh, okay. okay, Russell Wilson's passing yards tonight. These are all courtesy of FanDuel, by the way. Sportsbook over at FanDuel. Uh, Russell Wilson's passing yards, Joe, over under 258 and a half. Uh, I am going to go under on this one. I'm going to okay. go under defense shows up because they're going to get their butt handed to him practice the last couple of days. So I'm going to say the under. Yeah, I, I'm playing an under narrative for the game. So it would, it would make sense for me to go under if if Russell Wilson throws for 350 yards. It means the Rams got off to a great start, scored a lot of points and I'm going to I would lose that total. So uh, <laughs> I, w- I will agree with this. Uh, Jared Goff's number, I suppose after throwing for 500 yards, you got to lift his, his his number a little bit. So they did that here. Two seventy eight and a half. Mm. This is a tricky one. The way they've been running this offense, I feel like it's got to be over. Not much over, but I feel like it's got to be over because they just refuse to run the football. Maybe that'll change, but I don't know, man. I think it's over. I think they'll try to run tonight. I'll go under again here on this one, too. I I, I think the Rams have to go back to trying it. I don't know if it will ever work again, but I think they have to try. Uh, Russell Wilson's pass completions is set at 21 and a half tonight. Joe, would you go over or under that one? Oh god, you know, completions is such a random one. Uh I'll I'll go over on the completions cuz he's an efficient quarterback if nothing else. Okay, that sounds right. Goff pass completions is 24 and a half. Over cuz he's basically hit or exceeded that number in every game except mm-hmm. one against New Orleans this year so. Okay. I I I'll, I'll, uh, I, I also can't go over on the on the on the yards, on the yards, it wouldn't make there. sense. That's yeah, so stupid. I'll have to go under there for that. Yeah, okay, that's sense. fine. All right, Chris Carson busted out last week and had a pretty good game, although he didn't score. But uh, seventy point five rushing yards, so basically over or under seventy is more or less the. This, this seems over, like a but really not good much. Number. Yeah, really over, but not much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Penny back, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll find out. I'm hoping over. I want this to be over. I need this to be over tonight, but I don't know that I will say that. Uh, okay, now here's your magic number here. Todd Gurley. God, kill me now. 58? Oh, my gosh. 58. <laughs> Who would have Screw thought? Me. Over. Over. I don't <laughs> care. Over. Here it is. I've got the double middle fingers up to every. Here we go. You can't wow. see it because it's radio. I don't care. Over. Here we go. Let's go. Todd What Gurley. If I, mean, I would have told you before we started this season <laughs> that in week five of the NFL, Gurley's number would be 58 and a half, you would have said, oh, my gosh, this season went completely this, wrong. Uh, for this guy. It did. It did. Hey, look, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound, Mish. Um, you got to listen. You got to triple down on Gurley. Yeah, triple down. All right. Uh, Cooper Cup, 75 and <laughs> a half yards. I'm going to say over. Uh, he loves Cooper Cup. Who does? Who's he? You? Goff. Goff oh, loves Goff. Cup. Okay. I'm going to go over. I love oh, him too. Talking third person. Okay. Uh, 75. I'll go under that. Uh, Cook, 70 and a half. Talking. I didn't say Joe loves him. He say, loves uh, him. Joe loves him. Let me tell you what Joe loves. Joe loves he him. He puts Cooper it Cup. in the basket. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Cooks uh, puts the lotion. 70 and a half. Under. 
under. I like that, I like that too a lot. Uh, circle that one. I think that's my favorite. Uh, Robert Woods yards, 65 and a half. He had so many yards last week. So this is a big overreaction here. I don't think his number's been 65 all year. Over. I think it's him. Over it's again. Cup. Okay. Yeah. It's him and uh, Cup. It's not Cooks. Okay. Tyler Lockett, 75 and a half. Under. Because I, if I believe the Rams are going to win this football game, then I got to go with the under here. Okay. Jerron Brown. I don't know why I put his name in there, but I did. 17 and a half yards. It's like one catch. Under. <laughs> under? I forgot yeah. to put Metcalf in there. I put yeah, I was going to say DK's probably got it, you know. Yeah, his number's like 40. Okay, and then finally, uh, if you like somebody on the board, click that link, Joe, to the FanDuel. Otherwise, you got to pick the first touchdown of the game. I don't see any value here in this game tonight. Everybody's less than 2-1. to one. What's the point of betting this? Gurley plus 105, Carson plus 110, Cup plus 135, Lockett. Now we're getting into making some money a little bit here. Plus 145, Cooks plus 165. Will Disley showing up at plus 180. Well, why not? Will Disley's been a very favorite red zone. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the best one on the board, I think. If you're with Disley? Go. Okay. You sure, go with why not? If you, if you want to throw a dart. I'm going gonna, gonna to go Gurley. I'm going to take a crack at Gurley tonight here. Dude, we're just all in. That's it. This we're is just, the end. This is like, this is the, I did a whole show in the Super Bowl about how Gurley's not hurt and he's going to be great. That was a good show. Hey, look. Look, I'm holding your hand with that one. You know, I'm all in here. I'm all <laughs> Week in. Week eight, Todd Gurley over. <laughs> Todd Gurley. And look, and if <laughs> this is, this is, is this Gurley's last stand? Is this it? We said that last week. <laughs> week well, but, but he never touched the football. Like, if he's not touching the football and they're, throwing, they're down by 30 points in the first half, like, you know, uh, you, I, I you think look at the here, here's what I would say. I think the ship sailed. I do. I'm I starting do. to feel like I'm starting yeah. to feel like we're drowning. I think it's like the Titanic. We're on it. I think it's over. Yeah. Somebody, oh, somebody, somebody get the I'm going to need a, a good game from him tonight in that guillotine. Like, I need it. All right. Uh, quick time out here. Buy lows. Trust or bust. Don't go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Do you trust me? Trust. Do you trust me? Or bust. You are so busted. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. In this segment, we've got a little trust or bust headed your way. And then we have some buy low players that potentially Joe likes this week. But let's start off with a little trust or bust. Joe, uh, Josh Jacobs, we're now officially rooting for Gardner Minshew to win the Rookie of the Year. And we'll tell you more about that in a minute. So I am rooting against every other rookie in the NFL because my money is on the line. But that being said, Jacobs looked pretty good last week. Oakland against Chicago, though, in London. Trust or bust Jacobs on the Raiders. This is tough. It's tough because I don't know how many better options. I'll tell you what. I really trust him as a flex. 
because you have to at this point, especially Tyrell Williams is dealing with injury too. So who knows how much that workload would be, but it's the bears and it's, and it's difficult. I mean, they, they contained Dalvin cook last week. So what is that going to do for Josh Jacobs? I can only hope that they get him a little bit more involved in the passing game. Maybe, maybe that'll help, but Roquan Smith's going to probably be back for this game too. So they're going to get another piece back to that defense. You have no choice. You have to trust him. But if it's a bust, you have to understand it's not on Jacobs. It's on. It's because of the Bears. That's it. And you can't keep taking pieces away from the Raiders and expect them to be any good. Yeah, I would say probably a bust against that Bears defense. I think Jacobs, as the season goes on, is is one of those guys that may not be a – you're going to talk about by lows. He may be a pretty decent by low, I think, for the remainder of the season. But the expectations were just way too high on this kid, I thought, going into the year. Uh, well, Cal- part of those expectations, hold on, part of those pre-draft expectations were Antonio Brown being part of this offense. And if Antonio Brown is part of this offense and not a complete lunatic, then that does change 100% how defenses have can and cannot, you know, stack the box against Josh Jacobs. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, but how do you but how do you explain <clears throat> him only getting 10 touches and carries in these games? I don't I don't think that's fair at all. It's it's not, but I'm saying what I what I'm saying is it's a lot easier to why look wouldn't he, why wouldn't he get more usage? I without? told you he's not he's getting less usage because of what defenses are doing. So they're trying to take what defenses are giving them, which is they're coming up front. And if you watch those Oakland Raider games, the defenses are coming up. They're stacking against Josh Jacobs. They're making Derek Carr beat them. That's what the freaking the Colts tried to do last week, and it backfired because Darius Leonard wasn't there to tackle anybody. So they were having backup tight ends catching touchdowns because Carr was able to. Believe it or not, carve them up. That's what's going on. So unfortunately, <clears throat> when you have the opposite, when you have Antonio Brown out there and you have to double up him or you pull a linebacker off to chip him or do something like that, that is a, an issue. And all of a sudden that opens things up for a guy like Josh Jacobs. And instead of eight in the box, it's it's a different look. Okay. I don't agree with any of it, but I'll take well, it's all true. Point. You cannot you can't great so yeah, like fake know. news. I'm, I'm not if I'm <laughs> buying that. I don't know if I'm buying. If, to me, you lose Antonio this Brown. You and the facts thing. It's like it's like you think Stephon Diggs Diggs had dropped a bunch of balls, but he didn't. He dropped one, and he's got a higher catch percentage than Adam Thielen this year. So Listen, go figure. Diggs, Diggs has. I not know it wasn't a. a good it year. was a bad game, but it was the Bears. <laughs> Diggs it. Diggs fumbled twice already. He again. He took his helmet off in the end zone which cost them a game. You're right. You're right. He had a pass interference call on himself running into the end zone that cost his. So are you saying he's the next Brown? Is he the guy that started? Not at all. Not at all. He's a great guy. Not at all. I'm just saying he is not had a good. He's frustrated. Would you be frustrated playing with Kirk Cousins? I I am sure. Adam Thielen is obviously too, but yeah, uh, but, but he has not had. and, And again, He's on a couple of my teams, which gives me the ability to want to watch him more. And so I can't speak, for example, to Mike Williams on the Chargers because I have not watched every one of his plays. I have watched the fun a lot. Well, give me another receiver. A.J. Brown. I have not watched every play of A.J. Brown. I have watched almost every play of this Stephon Diggs, and it does not look good at all. And, and again, a lot, a lot on Cousins, too. But I've seen Diggs mess up a lot. Calvin Ridley. From Atlanta at Houston, kind of a strange team to believe in Atlanta here, but uh, you can't really predict what the Falcons are going to do. Their underlying stats still look pretty good. Looks like the Falcons are getting it done, but they're just not getting it done on defense. And Ridley will be at Houston this week. Do you trust him or not? Uh, I don't trust him, but I think you got to start him anyway. I, I'm hard pressed right now with the receiving injuries that have been out there to 
find somebody as your third receiver as a flex and a full PPR that you wouldn't throw out there. I think he's fascinating as a low ownership play in DFS single entry tournaments this week, though, just because the Texans defense is going to be very focused on Julio Jones as they should be. I don't think they can stop him anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think from we we've seen Ridley before have monstrous games, and this could potentially line up as one of those. So in season long, I don't think you have a choice. I don't trust him. I think he's going to be a bust, but I think you have no choice. You have to keep rolling him out there. If you if you have Allison, I would play Allison over him. If you have Gallup and Gallup is healthy enough to play, you think you play him over him. I think you take your shots there with some of these guys that have a little bit more potential volume in their offense that's built in this week in the matchup than Ridley. But other than that, I think you're stuck. AJ Brown is coming off that big week. Speaking of him, he's against Buffalo this week. Do you just automatically insert him into fantasy lineups this week or is it a bust? You automatically insert him, but I'm telling you right now, I think it's I don't think it's going to go the way you want. That secondary is so good in Buffalo. Just take a look at, at what they did with Tom Brady and how they had to change. I mean, all of a sudden, Sony Michelle became a thing again last week. It's I'm telling you, they are for real. They have shut down almost everybody. And I know they haven't played all the greatest teams necessarily, but it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, they cover well. They hit hard. It's going to it's this is not like playing the Falcons where everyone's just going to be open and no one can tackle anybody. So uh, you, you throw him out there because you spent money on him and that's it. But I don't I would not trust him this week. No, Sterling Shepard. Be a bust. I agree. Sterling Shepard against the Vikings for the Giants this week. I was a little disappointed that Jones went away from Ingram, and I hope that's not a thing to come because I, I need some of him. But uh, Shepard, what do you think about him? Sterling Shepard this week, trust or bust against the Vikings? Trust because Shepard moves to the slot now that Tate's back. This is a huge win for Shepard. Huge win. And I know the Vikings are a good defense, but. Tate being back helps because it's just another person to account for. And Evan Ingram's another guy who has a matchup nightmare for a lot of linebacking cores out there. So it's absolutely trust for Sterling Shepard. And all, all you've seen from Daniel Jones is a comfort level from minute one with Sterling Shepard. So and now you're moving into a more favorable slot for a young quarterback. 100% trust. Oh, good. OK. Philip Lindsay of the Broncos against the Chargers. Two weeks ago, a really good game. Last week, not so much. Still seems like he's a little bit of a timeshare. But Denver is committed to running the ball. I guess, uh, do we trust that he'll get in the end zone this week, Joe? Uh, You have to trust because of the volume of the run game, period. And it's why Freeman is kind of a fringe flex play, too. Because this is what they are. And it's not working out with W's, unfortunately. Now, part of the problem with the Broncos is every game they come out flat in the first quarter. Oh, my God. They are the flattest team. I don't know if it's a poor preparation. I I don't know what it is. Maybe a good night's sleep. They need something, some greenies, something, because they come out so freaking flat in every game, and then they kind of make it interesting. And you go, oh, look, the Denver Broncos are showing up. And then they just don't know how to close, and it's basically because they put themselves in a hole in the beginning of every game. And the Chargers have all kinds of problems here, but losing Chubb is is a huge loss there for Denver. But look, Lindsey... You have to trust him because he is the best all-purpose running back on that team, regardless of what any well, what who else gets any carries. Yeah, I think you have to play him and and, and hope for the best. But it's just so random in terms of their carries and, and kind of their game plan. But I will say this: last week they got off to a great start against Jacksonville and they couldn't close, which was not what they did in the previous three games. So we'll see if Denver can stay in the game with the Chargers this week. They're seven-point underdogs, almost seven-point underdogs. All right, real quick, let's run through some buy-low candidates in uh, fantasy. Joe, uh, at the top of your list, I believe you have Le'Veon Bell. Yes, this is it. I know some people didn't want to listen last week because the Jets were on a buy, but you have to do it now. 
Look, the schedule, Eagles this week. Okay, whatever. Then Cowboys, Patriots. Oh, it doesn't look good. Jaguars. Oh, forget that. Week nine on. This is for all of you 4-0 teams out there. Go get Le'Veon Bell. Week nine, Dolphins, then Giants, then Redskins, then Raiders, then Bengals. Then you get into the fantasy playoffs because you're 4-0 team. You just acquired Le'Veon Bell. Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers. Hello. Come on. Let us go. Let's do it. Great schedule. And Darnold will be back. This is your time to go get Le'Veon Bell. This is your last chance, probably, because Darnold's going to come back, and then everyone's going to be, oh, well, Darnold's back. It's going to be fine. Uh, Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. There's a lot of frustrated. I'm one of them. DeAndre Hopkins owners. The offensive line is killing Hopkins. That's what's killing Hopkins because Watson can't get him the football. This week, he should get right because even though that line still sucks, the Atlanta Falcons cannot tackle anyone, and Hopkins is the kind of guy it's going to be a matchup nightmare for that weak secondary. Adam Thielen third buy low on him because again this week's matchup Craig Mish always likes to say don't get too far ahead of yourself they're playing the Giants this is it this is your salvo this is your chance to get Thielen who knows even if Thielen can have something of a respectable season going forward after this game maybe this game is the confidence builder Kirk Cousins needs uh number five on this excuse me number four on this list Devin Singletary um I just think it's an opportunity to buy low because the talent is there the health hasn't been and he's starting to get healthier and practice more. And I think, especially with the quarterback being injured, you're going to see a little bit of a push where the run game is going to be relied on a little bit more heavily in the weeks to come, even when Allen comes back. And last but not least, Mike Williams. Buy low on Mike Williams. The health is improving. It hasn't always been about bad play. It's been about poor health. So as long as he's getting healthy, production should follow. Okay. Uh, I'm with you on Bell. I'm with you on Hopkins, although I don't think anyone would sell low on Hopkins. That would be the issue for me. With Bell, I could see some people selling low, but everyone knows about Hopkins, and uh, I I think he will break out, and he'll be fine. I just don't know that someone's going to sell him for 70 cents on the dollar. Uh, Thielen, I agree with, so I think we're kind of three for three. Singletary, of course, I do not. And Mike Williams, I'm like, uh, I'm just going to have to trust you on that one there. Ten touchdowns last year, man. Yeah, I'm just waiting to see that again here, you know, so you got to be on the field to see it. That's the problem. Well, maybe he won't be on the field, you know, and that's and that has to factor into the it does. But what also factors in the cost of those last two guys and the cost of Singletary is an all time low. The upside is still there. It's only October. Same thing with Mike Williams. The cost is an all-time low, but the upside's still there, and the talent's still there. So it's a matter of health. So if they get healthy, these guys could be monsters. We could be looking up in November and going, man, boy, oh, boy, Singletary, what a great season. Oh, boy, oh, boy, look at Mike Williams. Just had, you know, four touchdowns this month. Unbelievable. That's the kind of stuff that they're capable of doing. And if you can get on the cheap, it doesn't cost you anything to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, they're it just they're kind of hit rock bottom. But anybody who drafted them certainly hasn't gotten the production, including myself. All right, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, time to do a little baseball preview. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. We got a little baseball preview coming your way here. I'll be locked in to some of these games for sure coming up a little bit later today, especially the Braves and Cardinals. Boy, a lot of people asking me what I think about that series, and I want to I want to talk about that here in a sec. Uh, real quick, uh, this morning, it looks like Tyrell Williams, the Raiders are hopeful that he'll be able to play against the Bears. And, uh, and of course, at this point, Trevor Davis has been in the mix a little bit with the Raiders. He actually ran for a touchdown last week. J.J. Nelson, uh, Keelan Doss, we heard so much in the preseason about, they would be candidates potentially to play. But I think at this point, it's safe to say Tyrell Williams locked and loaded as a wide receiver three. Doesn't get a lot of volume, but has been scoring a lot of touchdowns. That's dangerous in fantasy. But Yeah, he's been efficient. That's been good. Like, look, he's, he's getting those ugly points. That's what you need in fantasy, and he certainly has done it. Uh, one also quick uh, NFL note is that we talked about this on the show yesterday, in case you listen, that Joe and I are officially in on Gardner Minshew at 4-1 to one to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL. So we are officially rooting for that, correct? Oh, officially. We've, we've, we've gone in together. This is important. This is a big step in our relationship. It is. We went in on a wager together. You trusted me enough to send me money to do it for you. Uh, you didn't even <laughs> it look at It was such a big, big amount. It was such a huge amount. You didn't even look at what the VIG. I told you, what do you want to do? I, I just threw a number. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, in. You could have. You could have tripled it, and I would have probably been like, "Okay, whatever." I I trust you, and this is this was big for us. I feel I like, like now we're connected the rest of the year. Well, what what I would like to do, the way that we're going to handle this, is as follows. Uh, <laughs> so Minshew, we screwed up. We should have done this last week at ten to we one. Or one. That we was a mistake. But we we may have an opportunity to get that again uh, if Minshew has a good game against Carolina and they lose there's a chance this will be there'll be some pushback to 6 to 1 to 7 to 1 and then we'll bet more next week if that okay. is indeed the case now if, if Jacksonville wins <laughs> if Jacksonville beats Carolina Minshew go to mo- 3 to 1 right i think even less i think can, I, can I, it go to less with Jones and Murray still on that board too if uh, uh, that would, that would uh, it would obviously be dependent on what happens in those games who was the first one Jacobs you said no, uh, just the Kyler Murray hype machine. Oh, and Daniel the, Jones. I forgot Daniel about Jones. Jones. Um, well, da- Daniel Jones, only because it's New York. And you know, and I know, the New York media that can it's push a, and overhype It's an excellent something. point. It's an excellent point. I don't think Murray, as of even though Murray is ahead of him in terms of the odds, I personally don't put him ahead in the conversation because they're going to be losing so many games. And I think that people recognize that a lot of Murray's stats are all second half based. Uh, I, I feel like there will be a narrative for Minshew to, in popularity, but he's got to keep winning. It may not be about his stats, by the way. It's about the winning for him. So if Minshew goes out there, throws for 170 yards and one touchdown, and Jacksonville wins 19-12, fine. I mean, that, that is all I'm looking for this week. Just keep that winning train going. And and Jones, I think, would be the, the second choice. You're right because of the New York factor. But you know what? Honestly, Jones didn't look that good against Washington. Threw a lot of picks. Didn't look yeah. good. No, so, he's got a place to go. Yeah. So right now, um, and, and Minshew's got a two-week uh, uh, you know, head start on Daniel Jones. Jones too. is going to score you fantasy points, but he's going to frustrate you in real life. That's how I look at Jones at times. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and the MVP 
it is an award based on, I mean, just like everything else, it wins. Rookie of the year is about impact. And there's a separate one for defense, correct? I'm not, you know, yes, we're on a loop in on yeah. that. So yeah, no, the no, second no. one, right. So we're, we're in the clear there. So we're fine. Yeah. Uh, last week before this happened, Josh Jacobs was ahead of him. Kyler Murray was ahead of him. Who's number uh, one on the defense? Anything is it's Devin Bush with all the tackles you know he's had? You know what? Honestly, I have not. I have not looked. That's at one we. I should peel into that one a little bit. I like me some defense. You know that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I like. I, mean, I, I, I like defense, but I can't tell you who in the world would be the best uh, defensive player. Well, the rookies. Well, and again, might be another default one where you look at it and you know. But look, I think this Gardner Minshew thing is going to bring us closer together, no matter what, either oh, in misery or in joy. And that's I'm very point. happy. This is this is huge. So now I, I, I really like this. Steady I really That's liked it. it last week and we lost a lot of value, but I we still did. like it this week. I Why didn't do. you push for it last week? I feel like you were just like yelling about it, but you didn't I, because do I it. didn't it, I didn't really. Did you not believe because of Denver? You still thought Denver? No, win, I, no, right? no, no, no. I, I no, not not at all. I just, well, you were all in Denver last week. Uh, I thought Denver would win. Yeah, yeah. I thought Denver would is that, win. That's what it was. Subconsciously, no. But but a Denver. good bet is doing that before that thing happens. It, it would this this to me is losing value on the bet. But I just didn't really consider betting it. Like I don't know. And now that it's happened as a as a novice better, this is a novice play. We should have done it last week, but we have no choice. Like this is I I want to do it now before it even goes lower because I think this is the final opportunity here to get it. This is it. If 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 Jacksonville beats Carolina. He is the favorite to win the rookie of the year, I think, uh, moving forward. That's it. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, baseball games today, Joe. Uh, who do you like in this series between the Cardinals and Braves? Like, I have I have three fan bases that follow me intensely on Twitter. Uh, the Marlins, of course, being number one. And then Cardinals and Braves are, like, tied at this point for number two in my world. And and I, I picked the Cardinals to win the World Series at the beginning of the year. I'm holding a ticket that could win me thousands. So certainly my money is on the Cardinals, but I look at the Braves and I say, uh, you know, they are the favorite to win the series here, Joe. Keiko will pitch tonight at five for them. And then Miles Michaelis pitches game one. They want Flaherty going in game two. So, wow, I, I think this is the hardest series to call of them all. Cardinals it, and Braves. It's very. And, and I think part of it is because of what we talked about yesterday, which was the Braves, I think, are the better team, but the Cardinals are the hot team rolling in. And that's always a tricky thing when you get to the postseason. I personally like the Braves here. I will take the the I will take the overall talent of that team. It, also, to this matchup, Keiko and Mikolas, is there a less appealing first game of a I'm trying to like, you know, in recent years, usually you get like at least one of the big kind of pitchers, if not both. You know, in the in the night game, you get two, you know, excellent pitchers. Great pitching matchup there, but Miles Mikolas and, and Dallas Keuchel? Ugh, gosh. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mikolas was really good two years ago. He wasn't really he was, good. was, but I'm living in the year. now. And, yeah. you know, the now says he's got a four ERA. So, you know, I don't know how good he can be. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. Keuchel's been there before. He's. Yeah. I, I suppose I what the Cardinals are thinking is in a game one scenario, they're shooting for some length here and to not have to overexpose the bullpen in game one because. I think that they know what they have in game two. I mean, Flaherty has been the National League's best pitcher since the All-Star break. That's the only thing that I can really think of here. Um, Cardinals go up and somehow they pull off a miracle, Joe, game one. Then they really can put the throat on them. They put the foot on the throat in game two with Flaherty, I guess. But you're right, man. Like, but doesn't this uh, prohibit a potential third start for... Well, well not how, how no, five games. No, five games. No, but even... No, but I'm saying you hear me out when you have 
when you have Flaherty go in one, then you and theoretically with the off days, you could have him go again in can you have him with the off days no. go again in three or no? You can't no, now with no, the way they've scheduled no, it. No, no. Yeah. Can't. All right. So you can only get again him for two games. So basically they're trying to say Flaherty's the guy that we might be able to start in the fifth game. Exactly. A, that's exactly situation. Well, then that makes sense. So that that's the way you got to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the Braves here. I, as good as Flaherty's been, you know, I don't know. I, I look at that Braves team and, and the defense of that team is very good. And I think that's something where, Everything gets lost in the shuffle of all the home runs and the stolen bases and the big pitchers and all that stuff. But catching the ball, I mean, that's the Brewers. <laughs> you know, little things and fundamentals. I think the fundamentals of the Braves defensively, especially in the infield, it's very good. Acuna is very good out there too. I, I yeah, yeah. I think the defense wins this one. I think it's the Braves. Oh, could be a good series. My uh, my again, my head says the Braves. My money says the Cardinals at this point. So I got a big bet on them. Well, not not big. I don't know. It's let me see. Let me pull out the ticket here, Joe. Whoa, hey, hey, keep your ticket. All right, I, I got uh, the show live. Oh, okay, hey. back back in December, huh? December December twelfth, two thousand. Last time you pulled out your ticket. Wow, it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get out much. Uh, Two, $200 to win 2400 That's the bet. Hey, well, that's that would be nice. Yeah, I'll, be nice. I'll middle it if it gets that far. That's to win the World Series? Or that was yeah. to get to yeah. the World Series? Nah, okay. to win. Yeah, to win the World Series. Yeah. Hey? Eh, probably not. I'm, okay. scared, I'm curious. What made you think that? Like, what uh, was it you saw in the Cardinals I, that... I, I, I thought they were going to get Goldschmidt. Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then the line moved down a little. And then during the season, I kind of got better odds than 12 to 1. In fact, 12 to 1 is what the Cardinals are right now. It wasn't really doing anything great by me doing that. All right. Nationals uh, at Dodgers, Corbin and Bueller. Uh, Dodgers, very, very important, Joe, to win game one because then the Nationals all of a sudden are going to get uh, Scherzer and Strasburg back eventually. They're not going to have for game one, I don't think, for game two either. But then they'll have these guys ready for games three, four, and five. I think pretty important for the Dodgers to win. This could end up being a very competitive series because of the pitching. So some pressure, I think, on L.A. tonight. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think you nailed it. And I think Walker Bueller is going to be up for the task. And I think the Dodgers are going to be ready, too. Now, it is tough because Corbin is very capable. I think this is one where it's going to be like a one nothing or even nothing nothing kind of game. And it's going to be one or lost in the bullpen. And to me right now, I just think that the Dodgers being at home, they're going to find a way to win this one. And when they do look going forward, Strasburg Scherzer, you got Kershaw, you got all these big names. Ryu's had a tremendous season. This is going to be a great series. And it's funny because you look at it on paper and you think, Oh, it's probably a low scoring one. Right. So doesn't that mean it's going to be like eight, seven tonight or something crazy. Right. Could be, it could be. These games have been under so far, but usually usually pitching games go under the first few weeks of the postseason are usually under. Although a couple of years ago, we saw a ton of scoring. So uh, we'll certainly see. All right. Uh, we got Exit Velocity coming up next here on the show. And then we'll send it over to Full Time Fantasy coming up at the top of the hour. Just a reminder, I will be back tomorrow on this program. J.B. Eisenberg will be with us from CBS Sports. Also, Mitch Moss from VSIN will give us some good gambling tips for the weekend, good wagering tips for the weekend in both the NFL and college football. So stay tuned. That will be tomorrow. And then Joe and I will be back here again on Monday's edition of the show. So with that being said, we got exit velocity up next, a hot topic in the world of reality in the world of fantasy. We'll do that. Also, please like, and subscribe to the show. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Android and you are getting the show and listening to it every day, podcast form. You can also listen to the program over on Stitcher. Great podcast app. Great way to listen to us. 
uh, audioboom.com also populates the audio. Basically, wherever you hear a podcast, you can hear the show. We would invite you to do so every single day, Monday through Friday, right here on Fantasy Sports Today. John uh, uh, was with us earlier, and so I'll have some thoughts on college football on some of the things he said coming up next when we do Exit Velocity. Don't go away. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry-leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. As always, we're going to end this show the way we always do. It's a hot take of sorts, and we'll focus in on some college football with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Exit velocity. Velocity. All right. Well, as we talked about with John Lobb earlier in the show, I don't know why college teams don't take more advantage of their surroundings and of their situation. And I think that you guys are going to see tomorrow night that Cincinnati has done a phenomenal job the way that they have painted their field. Now, look, will it result in a win? I don't know. Will it be a little embarrassing if they go through all of this stuff and UCF comes and lays a smackdown on the Bearcats. It certainly could happen. But I would tell you this. I love this atmosphere. That's what I love so much about college football, the way that these kids get into it. And on top of that, on Friday night, Saturday, too, my team at the University of Florida, the Gators, they're going to be taking on Auburn. College football just provides such great drama, such great games every week. And that's what we're kind of missing in the NFL, I think, are these great games that we actually see on the field that are decided Hopefully we get a great game tonight with the Rams and Seahawks. It certainly looks like the best game that we've seen on Thursday night. Last week was a really good game between the Phillies, uh, excuse me, between the Eagles and the Packers. We'll see if we get a great one tonight. As you can tell, baseball is on my mind for sure. Full-time fantasy is coming up next. Thanks again to John Lobb for our producer, Sean Guastamaki, and my co-host, Joe Pizapia. I am Craig Mish. Talk to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See you.